Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Friday, December 30th, and the weather today will be a high of minus 11 degrees in Edmonton, minus 12 degrees in Saskatoon, and 11 degrees in Toronto. Lucky ducks. Must be nice to be in Toronto. Yeah. Next two weeks looks like some bitchin' weather over there. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Uh, listen in live to the show. All I got to do is just download that app, Podbean, search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, and uh, follow the show, and then you will get notified at 6 a.m. that we are live. You can also listen to all the other recorded episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, etc., etc., um, nice to see everybody joining in live, uh, right away here. We see, I can see El Ray here joining us. Good morning. Eric is here. Don is here. Cody is here. Garrett says, what's cracking? Besides my bones. Besides my <laughs> bones. <laughs> JP uh, is in the house. Yep. <laughs> Ola from the seer who's enjoying that beautiful, beautiful, Ontario weather? Potentially 11 degree weather. <laughs> it's like 11 degrees right now. <clears throat> uh, I said pardon? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 11 right now? Yeah. Crazy. Goodness gracious. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Chaston. Joey sneaks in the back of the room like we didn't notice. <laughs> okay, Nasir says it's seven where he is right now. Ah, facts. That's true. Um. Okay. Any uh, any topics that you uh, think would be great for today? I have, hold that thought. Poor Joey's question. Um, yeah, we'll get to Joey's question. Thanks for <laughs> showing up today, Joey. Um, and uh, Chris had a question as well. Uh, so Joey wanted to talk about uh, what are some of your tactics for filling vacancy uh, during the holidays? We're about to have three vacancies currently at one. Uh, and Chris also wanted to talk about, he had a question about uh, joint vent, uh is it a good idea to rent a property for a year with a joint venture partner with the plan to flip the rental after one year? Um, okay. So we can get into that as well. But I also, I want to, I want to talk today about um, the fact that uh, today is our last show of the year. It is. It is. New Year's Eve is on Saturday and we have a stat tomorrow. House. Uh, yeah. Do we have plans? No. Do we have plans? Do we ever have plans on New Year's Eve? <laughs> We're lame. Chinese food or Indian food? That's that's the that's that's what we have to decide. <laughs> Both of which our child will hate. Yeah. With a side of McDonald's. Yeah, with, with chicken nuggies. <laughs> and then Monday is the uh, official stat holiday, so we will not have a show on Monday morning. So we'll be back Tuesday. We don't have a show on Monday. We just took a week off. We taking another day off. It's a holiday. 
We never have a show on a holiday. Wings and movies, Nasir says, is his wings and movies. His, All uh, right, plans. that sounds pretty decent. But yeah, I'd love to do something like that. But then again, like, what kind of movie are we watching? Uh, <laughs> are we watching? True. Are we, are we watching like Frozen or? <laughs> yeah. Seems like the only thing that the kid wants to watch these days is Wednesday. It's true. She's watched the series like three times now. Yeah. <laughs> and she's getting really good at the Wednesdays uh, dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell us what your uh, New Year's Eve traditions are that don't involve going out. Yeah. Drinking, what do you guys do? Because we need some ideas. Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, whoever, <laughs> wherever you are. What do you uh what do you guys do on, on, on New Year's Eve? Nasir says die hard type after the ball drops. Oh, after the New York ball drops. So what what is it is he in the same time zone as that? What time is that? You watch a movie after the ball drops? I'm lucky to be awake still. Am I that lame? No, this is this is a reference to the movie that you don't get. Oh. Okay. Not anymore for me. I'm the diehard type. After the New York ball falls. Yeah, it, it's probably a reference to the movie. But to be honest, it's been ages since I've seen the movie, so I'm not exactly getting it either. Um, yeah, he said diehard movies. I read that correctly. Just here, if you could write a good one or two paragraphs explaining <laughs> in detail exactly what it is that you mean, just so we get full understanding. Upcoming events. Upcoming events. Uh, next Saturday, January 7th, 2023, uh, we are holding the REI Masters networking event. Um, that's going to be Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. in Edmonton. Um, it is free to attend. However, uh, there are limited spots available, and uh, more than half of those spots are gone already. Nice. I'm just checking right now. 30 of the 50 spots are gone. So if you want to um, come out to this amazing networking event, go to Eventbrite to to secure your spot. If you want to get that Eventbrite link, just go to our free Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. It's pinned right at the top, easy to find, um, and just go and register for that. It's in Edmonton. Um, yeah, do you want to describe what like a typical networking event is like that we hold? Uh, sure. Dancers, <laughs> shrimp. Mimosas. No, I mean, like sometimes we bring coffee and Timbits. Sometimes we don't. Let's do it. Let's, let's, uh, let's commit. To no having, shrimp. Let's commit to having some coffee on site. <laughs> We'll bring coffee. We'll bring coffee. But no shrimp? No shrimp. That is just disgusting. Shrimp cocktail in our dusty flip. <laughs> and just everybody with their dirty fingers just all grabbing at it. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> so between one and three, you can show up anytime. You don't need to be there for, for two full hours. It's a come come and go as you as you wish. As you are. 
as you are. <laughs> um, and yeah, usually about around the um, halfway mark, we might stop. So probably around two, we might stop and um, gather everybody together and just talk a little bit about the flip itself for those who are interested in um, flipping houses. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the process, maybe the numbers, um, any lessons learned, you can ask any questions you want. Um, but really, this is just a straight up networking event for real estate investors. It's not specifically about flips. Uh, we just take that opportunity for those who are interested in flipping to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, but just come out and uh, network with all the other real estate investors who are going to be there. There's probably going to be, my guess is over 50. Yeah. Um, I think that we'll sell out and then have people messaging us saying, can I still come? It happens every time. Yeah, it's a big enough house. We got room for it. Yeah, I just don't so, want 100 people coming. Yeah, so there'll be 50 plus other investors there uh, that you can network with and chat with about rentals, about investing, about flips, about Joint whatever. Ventures, raising ventures. capital, yeah. renovation, budgets, how to find a deal. I mean, I, I've seen the people that are already attending and I know the people that typically attend and it's just a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. So, and like Gabby said, around two o'clock, we'll do a little... <clears throat> Yeah. I mean, la the last time we had a, a networking event, we forgot. Everybody's like, are you going to talk about the numbers? And it was like time for everybody to leave. We're like, no, we just get out. a good conversation. Yeah, it was awesome. It was my favorite networking event. Um, I think a lot of new investors, they take, um, they don't take that seriously enough about those networking events. It, you're, I, I, it's such a cliche thing to say, and I want to want to create my own little quote. Um, so I don't have to keep saying this, but your network is your net worth. It really is. Honest to goodness. Um, who you, it's not about what you do and what you know, it's about who you know. And a lot of the stuff that you, that you accomplish in your business is less about you and more about who you know, really, honestly, a lot of my deals, um, that I've put together, my ability to put pieces together, puzzle pieces, people, resources together is what got the deal done. Yeah. And not about how much money do I have in my bank account. And can I qualify for that mortgage? It's so much more co complicated than that. So your ability to put puzzle pieces together is going to be um, is going to be what determines whether you're going to be a successful real estate investor or not. Mm -hmm. Who you know. Yeah. So get out there, shake some hands, get some phone numbers, add them onto your face, Instagram, and TikToks. <laughs> add them to your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your MySpaces. And uh, take them out for coffee. Have discussions. Tell them who you are. Tell them what you like. Tell them what you know. Tell them what you have. Tell them what you're looking for. Find out what they know, what they like, what they have, what they're looking for. Because one day, an opportunity is going to come across your desk. And you're going to be like, wait a second. My girl Gabby I met on Sunday. I think she was saying she was looking for something like this. Maybe there's a way I can get her that Maybe make a few extra thousand bucks for me. Mm -hmm. Or maybe she'd want to partner with me because I have this amazing opportunity. Or maybe I can bring Gabby and Courtney in on this deal because I know Courtney was saying something about this as well. Good morning, Courtney. <laughs> I saw you there. Sounds like a fun deal. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Gabby and Courtney. Two really great people. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, in order to, uh, to register for that for free, just go to the Eventbrite link that's there in our real estate investing masters, Facebook group. Um, we try and hold one every month. 
we normally do sometimes more than one in a month. Um, and we will be having one in February as well, if you can't necessarily make this one. But uh, I love it. I love doing networking events. I love meeting people. I love catching up with people that I already know. Just a lot of fun. Absolutely. And uh, this is our last flip for uh, for 2022, which uh, allegedly windows were supposed to start yesterday. Uh, if any of you guys are wondering, because I said he better, uh, he didn't. So we're no hoping windows that yesterday. no windows yesterday, uh, hoping that they start today. Yes. And um, as for everything else on site, it sounds like it's moving along. Yeah. It's moving along really nice. Uh, Matt and Nat are coming up from Calgary. Say what? What? Yeah. Matt and Nat. Matt and Nat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Looking forward to meeting oh. you. Eyes. Uh, sounds like a good Instagram <laughs> handle. Are you, br- Hi, are I'm you bringing? Matt, I'm Nat and we're the Lachers. <laughs> are you bringing any of your, uh, your multitude of children? <laughs> it's she says it's already taken the handle's gone <laughs> hey everybody's got a price everybody's got a price what's it worth to you would you pay 500 bucks for that brand would you pay 600 bucks i mean people people secure website names for goodness sake yeah website names like i have a couple website names secured someone's got propertypoppy.com and and they're they're holding it for ransom. You know? Actually, let's see if property poppy's available. Someone's gonna go buy it and then Cody says I hear someone may be flying in from BC to join. <clears throat> yep. Yes. Josh, is Trammy coming? I believe it's just Josh. Hmm. Propertypoppy.com is not active. I'm definitely Oh my God, it's, it's, oh, duh. She's like, it's a whole business. They make amazing bags. Obviously, Matt and Nat. I have like, that's what my bag is. I have a Matt and Nat bag. Pardon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not going to be able to secure that one. <laughs> they're a well-established handbag Matt brand. <laughs> and, oh, wow. It's a thing? Yeah. I, I don't know why I didn't oh, clue in. Oh, <laughs> what about Nat and Matt? Yeah. They might Nat. get sued. And Matt's purses? <laughs> well, no. Oh, for crying out loud. I'm sure you can get Nat and Matt. <laughs> We're delicious. <laughs> okay, quick little commercial break. We'll be right back. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. And uh, and Kenny was watching on Facebook Live there. Kenny was saying that uh, he's, when we, were, when we were talking about New Year's Eve, or uh, whatever, uh, he said uh, he's got nothing planned as usual. He'll be asleep by 10 o'clock. 
And I think I saw somebody else was talking about that. Uh, Don was saying, we go to Stony Plain events and fireworks at nine o'clock, then go to friends place for snacks and games. I've been doing it for 15 years. Wow. I should find out what Leduc does. I wonder if they do fireworks and stuff and such. Well, yeah, your, uh, your dad's coming to visit. You yes, he is. He'll be here tomorrow. Um, So so Kenny decided that like I'm gonna join in live on the Podbean app that one time, but it really wasn't my thing. So I'm just gonna watch on Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, okay, if you were to rate yesterday's show, um, and compare it to the other 300 some odd shows, I think it was damn good. Wow. We talked about private. Well, I, and I stuff. do find your confidence very attractive. But uh, I think you're, I think you're. We, pr- we very likely had a rough start, as we always do. But we talked in depth about private lending. And I think oh, it was yeah, very it was valuable. Oh, yeah, private lending. It was private lending. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah, okay, it was a decent show. I didn't. I measure my shows on, on how heated I get. Because, <laughs> I mean, you could have you got that information from YouTube. Like, can we just be honest for a sec? You could have got that information from, I could have been reading that off of some website. You wouldn't have known, right? A lot of this stuff is, you could learn this at a networking event. And and I did get messages from people yesterday saying, oh my God, thank you so much. It was a really great episode. Um, And I can understand that it is extremely valuable to someone who's never heard it before. I remember, remember I said yesterday, for a long time, I didn't know that was possible. Yep. So I understand the value of it, and I understand how important it was the first time I heard it as well. However, I also know um, what it is that prevents people from taking action and actually doing stuff. And that's why I try and focus on that stuff most, because that's the most impactful. The the, the things that I say um, that inspire investors are, are probably the most valuable and impactful stuff that come out of this podcast. So I try and put my words together the best that I can uh, for those. But And those those are the episodes that I think are the most valuable, in my opinion. I love getting those messages, being like, hey, what you said today completely you resonated. Chord, yeah. You struck a chord. What you said today completely resonated with me. And I'm going to go and I'm going to do that today. Fuck yes. Thank you. It's great. Hopefully I, you know, I redirected, I reset the course for one person that day mm-hmm. and they went and they did something that, you know, they never would have done in their normal routine. Right. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, private mortgages is good too, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are we going to dive into? Well, I do want to talk about the, the the 2022, but I want to get through these two questions really quickly. So um, if you are here, I'm this, the title of this podcast is very likely going to be something to the extent of, hey, yo, 2022 is gone. So people are going to be looking at this podcast specifically for that. So I, I want you to know before you go and leave a one-star review on iTunes and say that, hey, they're not on topic, the, t- the title was misleading. Um, Spit. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so let's do Chris's question first. Uh, Chris had asked, oh God, if you're watching on Facebook Live, whenever I turn, you see how bright my screen is? Mm -hmm. Whenever I put Microsoft Word on, like the brightness, I just like, it, go watch it on Facebook Live when you, got it, when you got a second. But like the brightness just completely illuminates like my face and it's just like, it's almost blinding. Um, anyways, you can see it on Facebook if you're watching on Facebook. Um, no one else is going to understand this. Yeah, <laughs> let's carry on. Get back on My track. screen's just incredibly bright, and I'm just like, I'm squinting trying to read this um, too early in the morning. Uh, what are some of your tactics for filling vacancy during the holidays? Uh, no, sorry, Chris's question. Is it a good strategy? Wow. How about we just edit all of this out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Chris asked, is it a good strategy to rent a property first with a joint venture with a plan to flip the rental after one year? What do you think, Ab? Is he asking like, is it a good is it a good strategy? Like, should I be looking for these types of things, or is he asking like, this is a situation that I may need to do? Does it make sense, or is it a horrible decision? And that is the million dollar question. Yeah, because like as a strategy, like as a plan to like look for those kinds of deals, I don't see the point. Yeah. Well, my question would be why. Yeah. Exactly. Why. Um, is and I would need to know that information because if he had a follow up, is Chris here today? I don't think I've seen him yet. Okay. Um, if he had a follow up statement of like saying something along the lines of because I don't have a crew ready, but this is just an amazing deal, and I figure it'd be a good idea just to rent it for a one year while I get my crew ready, or this is just an amazing deal. I know it'd be a great flip, but I don't have the money for the renovations yet. Or um, it's a really amazing deal, but uh, I'm in the middle of you know converting another house right now and adding a secondary suite. I'm extremely busy. I've got kids. I got a family. You want to go deal with that? Yes. I don't just sound like our house fell on top of. Um, live show. Uh, I don't know what the dogs just got into, but I think that, I think that the Christmas tree just fell over upstairs. Um, where was I? If it's any of those things that, that, you know, Chris could potentially be saying, then I would say, yeah, it makes sense that if you got a really amazing deal and there's no other way to, to do it, then yeah, sure. Go for it. I mean, rent it out for a year, cover your, ex the whole reason for that, the why would be to, to cover the expenses, um, the financing and the property taxes and the insurance. Um, rather than just having it sit empty for a year. It makes total sense just to rent it out. Um, <clears throat> I know uh, a, a few people that have done similar things in the past where they had a really amazing deal and then they were going to flip it and add a garage suite in the back. And they just, it was, but the house was in terrible condition. And uh, they said that they actually just decided to rent it for like, the bare minimum just to cover the expenses um just to hold them over until they were ready to do the renovation and like this is the type of house that like had been smoked in for years so like right on their 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 rental listing because they didn't care because they were just going to completely redo it right in the rental listing they said smokers no problem <laughs> uh drinking no problem low rent like it was like uh i remember uh the person was telling me it was like it was the easiest uh 
was the easiest vacancy they ever had to fill because they, all of the normal rules of like pets smoking and all those other things that they would normally have in place. They said they didn't care because it was all getting redone anyways. And um, yeah, it was like a super low rent too. like the, 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 the market rent for that area would have been like 1700. They were charging like 900 and uh, it was super easy to fill. So, but uh, yeah, I think Chris is, as long as there's, there's a really good reason to, um, you know, to, to hold off from doing the flip, the renovations, and you just need to cover your expenses. Um, yeah, it makes sense. But as a strategy to like rent it for a year before you renovate it, I don't see any real reason to do that. Uh, my biggest concern would be that, you know, you're buying this property. If you're buying it to flip it, you're buying it with, with numbers for today, meaning you've gotten today's value and you, based on the current market conditions and based on um, the market comparables, <clears throat> sole comparables, you, your realtor has told you what the property would be worth after your renovations. And that's only valid for the next three to four months because over the next year, there's going to be other houses selling in your neighborhood, which can affect the after repaired value of your flip. So if, you know, six to seven months from now, someone does a flip in the area and sells it for less, then your after repair value goes down, uh, meaning that it might affect your end sale price. So with flips, it's kind of an in and out as quickly as possible thing, because the, the data that you're using to determine your, 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 your eventual sale price is based off of the sole comparables that are relevant right now and not in one year from now. So you're kind of exposing yourself to a little bit of risk. Mm -hmm. And Wayne, sorry, I missed, um, I had to run upstairs. So I, I, I apologize if you went over this, but like a couple things that just came to my mind right away was that, and that was a really great point that you just made, but also like, I can see a pro that like, you know, you can get traditional financing, it's a rental property. Um, so, you know, when you do go to flip it, your holding costs aren't absurd as they oh. normally are. Um, but then on the flip side and <laughs> <laughs> flip side. Um, and I haven't really um, been able to to work it out in my head yet, but would there be any sort of um, tax advantage or disadvantage having it mm. as a rental property? Um, so the plot thickens. Yeah. So okay, having it as a rental property now. for the year and then flipping it at the end in the following <laughs> say three four months you sneaky little bugger you i see yeah you're absolutely right so is the benefit there that you've secured the the low interest you've had it as a full rental property for the year you're not messing around with anybody and then do you know what i mean yep oh i know ex exactly what you mean um you know what i love about new investors Creative. They're just so creative <laughs> to try and bend the rules. No offense, Chris. I just got to be honest with you. If this is it, if this is what your intention is, um, you know me, I'm honest. Um, that is both tax fraud and mortgage fraud. Just the truth. Now, people do this stuff all the time. You know what I mean? Um new investors are so creative to try and find their way around like you know the rules in place because yes if you if you buy a property and you sell it you are in the business of flipping properties you are in the business of 
buying and selling houses. If you so you are taxed in a, your your profits are taxed in a different way than than your pro, than your taxed if you were a rental property. So um, if you flip houses, it's active business income, meaning that you are taxed one hundred percent of the profits. If you are a rental property, meaning here's here's a great example. Um, I always love this example. Are you in the business of selling apple trees or are you in the business of selling apples? Okay, that's that's what you need to ask yourself. If you are in the business of selling apple trees, then you are taxed on 100% of the profits because um, you're an active, uh, it's active business income. If you are buying ap apple trees and selling apples, then you are taxed on 50% of the capital gains. Meaning if you sold it for $100,000 in profit in the, f in the future, you're only taxed on $50,000 of that at whatever tax rate you, you, you are at, say 30 or 40%. So um, yes, that would be a great way to bypass that and only have to pay 50% of the capital gains. But what is your intent? Your intent is quite clearly to rent it out for a year and then to flip it. So your intent is to do a workaround so you don't have to pay 50% of the capital gains. It would be very hard for the, the CRA to prove that because no one can truly know your intent other than you and God. So And you did rent it. And you did year. rent it. So technically, yes. You, you have rental income. You would you get away it. with it. <laughs> but like if you're that's your intent, just know that that is... That is tax fraud because um, uh, you are your intent. It's just right there. It's clear. But uh, like I said, lots of people do that all the time. Do you, you know why you know why they have this new flip tax, quote unquote, flip tax that they're talking about? It's not an actual flip tax, by the way. We've talked about this in the past. The reason why they are talking about this in the news right now for 2023 about how they're going to be implementing a flip tax. There is no flip tax. All they're doing is they're they're making the rules more clear that if you have a property for less than one year and you and then you sell it, it will be considered um, it will be considered active business income. So that way, people don't go and say like they rent it out for three months. They're like, oh, it's a rental. And then they go and they flip it really quickly and sell it. And they say, oh, I'm only paying half of the capital gains. Or I'm only getting taxed on half of the capital gains. Um, that's the whole reason why CRA is, is in the news right now talking about this, because they're trying to stop people from doing that. So just know that they have their eyes on it. And it's on it's like it's on their radar. So just be cautious of that. Um, that's the whole reason why all this news about quote unquote flip tax is they're trying to prevent people from doing that. Because lots of people do do that. It's very easy to. Because how do you prove someone's intent? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's that's the tax side. Now, the financing thing is another thing. It's a completely different thing. Because no, uh, no conventional lender, no A lender is going to lend to you um, if they know that you're just going to sell it very quickly. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to get, you know, a one-year variable or whatever... Um, mortgage term and get those nice low interest rates. Um, and the the way that you're going to do that is to say that it's going to be a rental property and then you rent it for one year and then you flip it so you can get those nice low interest rates. Yes, it would be very hard for a mortgage lender to prove it that your intent was just to rent it 
for a short period of time to 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 satisfy the lender that they think that it's going to be a rental and then you're going to flip it. Um, it would be very hard for them to prove your intent on that as well. But just know that, you know, if that is your intent, that is mortgage fraud because you are telling them that it's going to be a rental property and you're going to be carrying that mortgage for a period, long period of time. And the reason why they're giving you those super low rates is because that's what you said that you're going to do. Now, I think we talked about this on the master's coaching call last night, didn't we? Um, lenders, there is a lot of upfront costs for lenders. A lot because they have to pay underwriters. They have employees that are going through applications and stuff like that. Um, they have uh, legal costs, you know, to draft up all these documents and stuff like that. So there's a lot of upfront costs for a mortgage lender. Um, and that's why they don't like doing short term financing. And if they do do short term financing, they're going to charge you a significantly higher interest rate so that they cover all those upfront overhead costs. Plus, they still make profit. Now, they like they don't mind giving you those nice low rates, you know, those discounted uh, rates, if they know that you're going to be a customer for at least three to five years, because they know how much money they're going to make off of you over the next three to five years. They will subtract whatever overhead costs they have from that, but they're still going to have profit on that, right? Very. We're talking about basics of financing right now. We don't need to talk about bundling mortgages and all that stuff. Um, but the basics of mortgages, that's how they make their money. So, you know, if you did it for a year and then you opted out and you left, they're going to lose money on your deal. So they don't like that. Um, so how many times will you get away with that? Not many. They will eventually catch a pattern. Yeah. And, you know, if they if they do catch on that you do have a pattern, you might get, you know, blacklisted. And it's a very small community. A lot of the mortgage advisors and brokers and and um, even just like the in-house advisors at different banks, they, they're all they're all going to the same conventions and stuff like that. You know, you just assume that they're all like against each other and they're always fighting. No, I mean, they're all like they, they probably know each other. It's a small industry. So um, be very careful with that as well. But again, if you want to define it, you know, right out of the dictionary, it is technically mortgage fraud if that's your intent. Uh, again, I'm not trying to shit on Chris. I'm trying to just explain to everybody the, the actual rules. Do whatever you want to do, but I'm telling you what it is, what people get away with, and then at the end of the day, it's your decision, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what's right and what's wrong. I'll just tell you what's legal, and you do the rest. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. <laughs> um. And yeah. we will not bail you out of jail. I will not bail you out of jail. <laughs> Um, no comments in the, on that in the comment section. Okay. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, tactics for filling vacancy during the holidays. Gabby, you got anything to add? Yeah, so what did Joey say? He has potentially three vacancies? Yeah, over the holidays. Yeah, I'm, guess, I'm guessing like we're well into the holidays, so I'm guessing that um, he's already dealing with that potentially. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely a tough time to be filling a vacancy. Nobody wants to be moving right now. Mm -hmm. Like, just that, like, that's that. Like, if somebody's moving right now, it's because of, like, a situation that has come up, yeah. right? 
Nobody plans to move on like New Year's Eve. Wade and I have done it once. I can't oh. remember the exact situation, but um, we actually, yeah, we had. Um, we were living in the basement suite and we moved into that townhouse in Riverbend. Okay. I don't remember why we left on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I think that's when our lease was up. Why did. Okay. So then our previous rental, when we lived with roommates yeah. and that all fell apart. <laughs> yeah. So there was a reason why we would leave. Okay. So there was a reason why we were stuck in that December 31st moving pattern. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, it's not a desirable time to move. I remember when we moved, it was like minus 20 or something. It was awful. Yeah. Trying to get a couch in, the, in yeah. the doorway. Oh God. Yeah. It was just like the worst. So nobody is planning to move right now unless a situation has put them in that in that spot. So basically your pool of prospective tenants is very small mm -hmm. and maybe undesirable if they're in a situation that's come up where maybe they're evicted or maybe they're, um, you know, I don't know, like just it's unfair, fill in the blanks. It's unfair to say, but it's, it's, it's very likely. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I think that Wayne and I probably have uh, – a little bit of a different uh, view on this, but my, and that's okay. We do on a lot of things and I don't think either one of us is, is right or wrong. It's whatever you think to be true for yourself. So my opinion in this situation is that you determine that you are fairly priced. Don't go looking for, you know, I wonder if I can get $200 more. You know, everybody says to start raising our rents, like don't start getting greedy right now. You have a vacancy to fill and you have a shit pool of tenants to go from. So make sure that you've done your market research and that you are fairly priced. That is my number one tip mm -hmm. um, in, in this landscape that you're in. Uh, next is to make sure that you have the best photos. Perhaps get them virtually staged, pay, you know, under a hundred bucks to get a few rooms virtually staged, a few photos. And and make sure that your write-up is is gold, like um, something that Wayne is really, um, really serious. emphasizes, serious about, is making that first line really catching. So whatever your situation in your rental is, whatever like that, you, you know, like sweet gravy thing is, maybe it's like pet friendly and you allow like all kinds of pets, no restrictions on big dogs, that sort of we thing. We allow the biggest dogs. Yeah. Like just make it catching, make it so that, you know, you're appealing to the masses and that, um, and, and pets are a big one. The majority of people have pets. I forget what the statistics are, but when you're not pet friendly, you rule out like 75% of tenants mm -hmm. or something like that. Crazy. Like it's crazy. So, you know, like take something really, really cool or really important about your rental and make a catchy first line so that you're catching people and that they're not just like scrolling past. So the more, the more, the more catching your ad is, the really nice photos, the really catchy first line, and you are well-priced, that to me is the extent of what I think needs to be done to try to get somebody in at this time. I think realistically that you might not and that you need to be okay with the vacancy and waiting for somebody maybe more willing to move on January 31st. Or 30th, how many? 31st. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that to, to me, that's the extent that I would go. 
There are things that you can do as far as offering incentives. You can offer a free month of rent. You can offer a free TV or an Xbox or fill in the blanks. But I think like to me, when you're dealing with a shit pool of tenants, I don't want to give a like to me, the incentive is irrelevant. I think that if somebody good and decent who I would be willing to sign is looking at the properties and they see my really well-priced, really beautiful, really amazing rental property that catches their attention. And then they find another one that offers a free Xbox, but it's not really what they're looking for. I, th I don't think they're going to take the free Xbox and live in a place that they don't really want to live for a year. You've never met a, you don't hang around enough 25 year old guys, <laughs> 30 year old guys. Anyways, that's my opinion. Wayne likes incentives. I don't. I, I know I don't like incentives. Um, I know that in order to sell someone anything, it needs to be irresistible. Mm -hmm. It needs to be the, has to, how do you stand out against all the other offers? You have to be the one that they cannot resist. But how many vacancies are are realistically on the market right now? I don't and know. that's the other thing. Do your don't market, ask me a question without the data. Do your. That's the other thing you need to do is you need to make sure you do your market research. Who are you up against? Are there any other options for them, or are you literally the only three bedroom main floor on the market in yeah. the area? If you are the only one, then don't do anything except what I just said, mm -hmm. because you have no competition. But if for some reason there's a multitude of vacancies that are very similar to yours in the same areas and you're competing, then you might want to look at incentives. That's a really great point. You should be doing your research against, you know, to see who your competition is right now. Yeah. Um, that's going to determine, you know, how you how you structure your offer, right? Because yeah. you're offering to, to, to for someone to live there, right? Yeah. And... If you are competing with lots, then you're going to need to figure out how how do I stand out, right? Everybody else is sixteen hundred dollars a month. Maybe I'll go fifteen ninety five, right? And just maybe so that you, if someone's search criteria is you know less than sixteen hundred, then you know you're going to make it in in there, and or or you'll just be the only one that's in the fifteen hundreds. You're automatically going to get a lot of people looking at it just from that. Now, all the things that Gabby said about like your headline, your pictures and stuff like that, they need to be as appealing as possible because you want to, to, you want someone to look because when they're looking, they're scrolling very quickly. You want them to stop and to look and then see what that first line is and, you know, see how big it is, see what the, what the location is. You want them to stop and look, it's kind of think of like a billboard. You know what I mean? How many billboards you pass, you don't pay attention to. Right. So you, you really do need that. That is your billboard. Right. So you do need to, you know, get them to at the very least stop and look. And then that first line should be, you know, your that's your hook. That's how you get them in. That's how you get them to click on the button saying, is it still available? Now, your response time should be significantly faster than what you'd normally do. Mm -hmm. Like if someone says, is it still available? Bam. Yes, it is. Would you like to see it today? Make it as easy as possible for them. Make yeah. make the whole process seamless. If you roll over in the middle of the night to check the time on your phone and you see that somebody's messaged you, <laughs> say yes. get up and get on your phone and respond. Because if you wait till the morning and you know they responded to ten people, you know, and three You're people just a responded sea of responses in the morning too. Exactly. Exactly. So you gotta do everything you can. Because once you've got them in the door, now you're in sales mode. 
right? It was marketing and advertising first on the billboard. You know, the pictures, the price, the first line. Then you got them in the store. Now you're in sales mode. Now you need to close them. And if your salespeople are sitting with their feet up on the desk, drinking coffee, shooting the shit around the water cooler, they're just walking right out. They're walking in, they look around, they walk right back out. Yeah. You got to have someone there greeting them right away, handing them, I don't know, a coffee or. Yeah. When that just made me think about um, when we had that um, sewer line issue at one of our um, flips where we had okay. the backup yeah. and we had to get it. Um, what was the term? Hydro jetted. Or something. Mm -hmm. We had to get the line hydrojetted to clear out some um, roots. And the company who came in and did the initial um, scope and cleanup and stuff, uh, they weren't able to get the hydrojetting truck in until like five days from then. And we had an offer on the table whose conditions were waiting to be removed in like two or three days. So we were like, this doesn't really work, but if we have to wait, like what else do we do? Mm -hmm. So we're like, I guess we can extend the conditions. And like, it just didn't like, it's not a good position to be in. We yeah. were in a, in a rocky situation. And so I last minute decided to get on the phone and call a bunch of other companies who had um, hydrojetting in their Google <laughs> search words. <laughs> and I called um, I think I called three companies. I called, it went to voicemail. I left a message, called, I talked to somebody and they needed to check with um, their whatever manager person or scheduling person or something and would get back to me. Third person I called, a uh, guy picked up, said, uh, yeah, we can do that for you. I'm actually in the, um, in the, in the area like today so i could get that done um probably in the next two three hours boom done booked it i didn't even care about what the cost was he just yep. picked up he said yep i'm available i can do that for you and and i booked it so those other people who who didn't pick up the phone and i had to leave a message and wait for them to call back or who said ah let me just check on that and i'll get back to you they lost me because they they weren't able to to interact with me right away absolutely, and get me the information that I needed. Same property, similar issue, similar topic. Uh, do you remember all of the uh, gas and oil cans that we had in the backyard? Yes. <laughs> so when we bought that property, it was a foreclosure. Um, and in the back, they had a, like a big compost that was like uh, overflowing. Um, they also, I guess someone had changed their oil. Uh, in the backyard. Had like a tote full of oil. But not a tote, like, um, what do you call it? Um, a cooler, like a, like a beer cooler. So when they changed their oil, they, the, the, pre, the old oil, they put it into a, a beer cooler and a bunch of like, uh, antifreeze washer fluid, um, mm -hmm. uh, jugs, but they cut the tops off. So we had like, a ridiculous amount of oil and old gas cans and stuff like that. That you that can't just throw in a truck and toss. You can't throw in a truck <laughs> because like the, the second you hit a, a, a bump, you're, like you're getting oil all over the back of your truck. So we had to call like environmental um, disposal companies. Well, we didn't. We had our contractors do it. And weeks and weeks turned into months. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're trying. All these quotes are super high and stuff like that. And, you know, 
I don't, I don't know what the hell they were doing. And they couldn't get in until two weeks from now. Can't get in, can't get in. And the project is done. I'm like, why is this yeah, why is it shit still, still here? Like, we got to sell. <laughs> yeah, well. And I just we were called... doing our final landscaping and they couldn't clean up that area yeah. because the stuff was all over the place there. Yeah. I was so pissed off. I'm like, what is so hard about this? And then so the project's done now. And they're like, oh, yeah, they'll be there in like two weeks or something like that. And it's going to cost. Do you remember how much? I, I want to say like almost three grand. I was I was just about to say three grand. Three yeah. grand for like um, a because the also the um, compost was contaminated as well. Yes, with the oils and such. So we're talking about a compost bin. Um, we have a beer cooler and about four or five washer fluid jugs full of oil and a gas can. Mm-hmm. Three grand. Yeah, to get them to remove it. Now, the process for them to remove that was actually kind of simple. If you think about it, if you're looking for a little side hustle, go buy some um, some old uh, oil drums, mm-hmm. um, metal drums. And all you got to do is just like you have to pour the oil into those drums and then secure it properly with, a with you know, fasten the lid. And then you can just put it in the back of your truck and then it won't leak. And right? you drive to the disposal center. <laughs> drive to the disposal center. You're probably paying, I don't know, like probably 30 bucks to dispose of it. Right. Not that much. But um, this guy, do you remember, did you look up the invoice, how much he actually charged? Yeah. So, well, I don't know if you fully remember, Wayne, but so you had initially, um, I think you had called another company and they um, were able to do it for a discounted rate, but same thing. They weren't able to get in right away. Yeah. It was about a week or something like that. And we were still like, okay, like at least it's cheaper. So you booked that. But it was still past when we were wanting to like list the property and have it ready. So I was like, I remember we were over at another flip at Parkview and I'm like, I'm just going to start calling other companies. Like surely somebody can get in sooner. Like, and as long as the price is decent. And I was a dick about it too. You were. And you often are. I'm usually the one who's like, let's just like, same with the hydrojetting. Like, like this isn't, we don't need to just settle. Like this is the market. (laughs) I mean, like I've called it, like we've called enough companies and i called one i'm like we're not going to get anything cheaper than this is a huge waste of time why and, are you going to yeah. call around again when and they've I'm already called like, these people and i'm just like why are we settling and so i picked up the phone and called first 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 one she calls <laughs> first one i call um he's like yeah i can get over same thing i can get I'm over in there. the area i'm in I'd the area they're in like an hour right and a half <laughs> and i can match um or i think he even what said he'll pr- beat yeah, oh, what price do you what want? Price, what price do you want? And I'm like, well, as long as it's cheaper than the other company we got a quote from. And he's like, oh, what was that? And then I think I did you've, it like four or $500 you've less. you fibbed, yeah. I'm like, oh, it was something like, so we I, let's say our quote was like 2300 bucks. I think I said like, I yeah, it was about $1,800. And he goes, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. So it was actually 12. So we paid 1200. Yeah. And the initial guys who the contractors had hired were like three grand. Okay. So it was less than half. And he got out there that day. And he got, yeah. And it was done. (laughs) I know we're way off topic, but pick up the phone. We're talking about sales right now. We're talking about getting people in, right? Um, You're absolutely right. Like it's like pick up the phone. Answer the message. (laughs) And just make an irresistible, that was an irresistible offer. Yeah. Right. I mean, those those environmental companies, I mean, like they're the ones that we that we originally were signed up with. And then the one that I called were like the top three environmental disposal companies. Yeah. Um, in the in the you know Edmonton area. And 
you know, these are the kind of companies that come in and do like cleanups for industrial sites and stuff like that. And they but have I th huge employee, like, a, like, so the first one was actually the city of Sherwood Park environmental department. Okay. So that was the the big, so they have Lots employees and benefits and like all that stuff. Whereas this other guy was just like his own company. Yeah. You don't need any certifications to remove this stuff. I mean, maybe, do maybe you? you do, but yeah, like, I bet you do. but like it's, but it's like, we're not talking about very much here for like taking a couple, you know, oil jugs and pouring them into the, you know, a, uh, an old drum and then bringing it down to the disposal site. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was very interesting um, that it, it, and, and just speaks to our points that, you know, as long as you answer the phone, as long as you can say, yes, let's do it in an hour, like I was talking about earlier and, you know, making an irresistible price, like he still made money. Mm -hmm. He was probably doing nothing that afternoon, had nothing booked. So it worked out great for him. So he still made money. Well, and the other guy that Wayne, that you initially got the, the quote from after the contractors had, um, was they needed to come out and see it. Then they would go back to the office and draw yeah. up a quote. And it was like this whole thing where this other guy's like, do you happen to have a picture or something? And we're like, yep, texting it right now. We texted him the picture of yeah. all the stuff that needed to be cleaned up. And, uh, and, and he's like, Hey, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. So like also a, not, not putting obstacles in the way. So not saying, so when you do answer that message and they say, okay, I want to see it, don't send them a pre, a, like a- Please fill out an application yeah, before I show you the property. application. Like don't, don't start setting up obstacles. You have a vacancy in the shittiest time of the year to fill. Make it as easy as possible for anybody who's interested to come and see it. Yeah. They message you at 2 p.m. on Friday today. Message them back at- 2.01 p.m. and say, I can be there in an hour yeah. to show it to you, right? Absolutely. So eliminate those obstacles. If, you know, during peak times in July, if you have a pre-application form that you implement and that works for you, great. But get rid of that shit on December vacancies and January vacancies. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, that's your best tips, right? That's your best tips in order to make sure that, um, like Gabby said, you want to make it as easy as possible for people because just as much as you don't like this vacancy in the middle of winter or over the holidays, they don't like it either. The fact that they have to pack up, you know, all their stuff, you know, over the Christmas holidays. And if they are already packed, I mean, they probably have got, you know, boxes everywhere and there's nothing, there's nothing available and everything on the market is crap. They're probably very frustrated by it and they don't want to be spending New Year's Eve doing this. So, you know, New Year's Eve moving, right? So if you can be like, hey, yeah, you can go check it out today. And if um, if all is good, I can send you, an, you know, um, an application. Um, I can actually review it today for you. And if 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 all the boxes are checked and it's what you want, then we I might even get you be able to get you at least tonight. And um, and then, you know, it's vacant right now. So if you want to move in a little bit early tomorrow or first thing tomorrow morning, that's not a problem. Do you have a truck? Yes. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow, this means I might actually be able to move in the morning tomorrow earlier than, you know, January 1st. This way I can still go out and party um, at my local bar for New Year's Eve. Like you, you try to make it as easy as possible for them. Um, anytime that we have a, a suite that's vacant already, we always let them move in for free. Like, sorry, move in early for free. So if it's vacant um, in December and it's December 4th, I'll be like, hey, if you can send an application in tonight, like right away. I'll have uh, my team review it 
And if all is good, like we can send you like a rent, a rental lease for signature, like tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. So you can get that all sorted out. Now it is vacant right now too. Are you wanting to wait until January 1st to move in or, you know, like I have no problem letting you move in right now and we wouldn't charge you for this month. It's going to be empty anyways. They always love hearing that, that they get to move in early and maybe they don't want to move in early, but the fact that they can move in over a period of three weekends, you know what I mean? As opposed to just one day, they can do small little car loads, truck loads, unpack some boxes throughout the month and just kind of pick away at it. They love that stuff. And you're and, and it doesn't make any difference to us for the cost of it because we're paying for that anyways. It's going to be empty anyways. So why not have someone in there and actually watching the property rather than me having to go and check in every day or every other day to make sure that there's, you know, pipes not aren't burst and stuff like that. So I want someone to be in there for insurance purposes it makes it so much easier for me. And I don't have to go drive down there or pay someone to go drive down there to check on my property while it's vacant. So it's great for me. It's great for them. Um, I always try and make, it is simple as possible, as quick as possible, because that's all they want. They have something that they need to get done. They don't want to spend weeks working on this. They want someone to give them the answer now, today, that they can go and sign it and be done with it so they can go and enjoy their New Year's Eve or their Christmas holidays with their family. Mm-hmm. So that would be my best advice. Um, now, we didn't get to talk about 2022 at all. Um, so for those of you that at the 30 minute mark that were like anxiously waiting for us to talk about 2022, um, I'm sorry. Um, please do me a favor. Do not go and write a one star review and <laughs> and uh, a one star rating and, 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 and leave a review that we're off topic. So I will change the topic today. It's probably going to be something about filling vacancies. So it's going to be accurate. <laughs> But that was like the last like fifteen minutes. I'm a little I'm a little <laughs> butthurt about the the, the one star the one stars uh, reviews, um, but I think uh, we'll we'll talk about this on Monday, mm-hmm. um, Tuesday. T- <laughs> Tuesday. Um, on Tuesday it's actually the first of the month. So today I actually got a Tuesday is the second. Sure. Uh, today is the last day of the month, so we got to get all of our top fans mm. um, because we got our top fan draw on uh, Tuesday. So uh, Gabby's going to take down these um, these names here. Um, on Tuesday, we're going to do a draw. What we do every month is a, a top fan of the month um, draw. So uh, when you join in on the live show, and you click the like button and you share the show and you engage and you call in, it gives you an accumulation of hearts. And what we do at the end of the month is we find out who has the most hearts, the top five people who have the most hearts. By the way, in fifth place this month is Gabby. Oh, damn. <laughs> Gabby's Gabby's going to be entered into the draw. Um, <laughs> uh, we take the Does top- that mean that I get like, if I win, I get like a date night or something? No, you get it. I don't want let a me one finish. hour call Let me with finish you. and I'll tell you what you're going to win. <laughs> we take the top five and we put all. So first place is going to get um, five ballots. Uh, second place is going to get four ballots. Uh, third place is going to get uh, three ballots. Fourth place is going to get two ballots. And fifth place is going to get one ballot. Put them all into uh, a cup there or a hat and pull out a name. Whoever wins is going to get two free one hour coaching calls with me. So, Gap, you're entered into the draw for two free date nights coaching calls. <laughs> okay. 
And frankly, you need them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You gonna social media 101 me? Is that what you think you need work on? <laughs> That's what you think I need work on. Um, now Ken has won the last two months, so I think he's he's got pretty good odds. He's on a roll. Ken's in second. I think that uh, Ken's got a very good possibility of winning three months in a row, which is crazy uh, because Ken and I still haven't done any of our calls yet because <laughs> I kept canceling on them, and then the holidays came. But Ken and I are going to be doing our four free coaching calls here very soon um, nice. next week. Hopefully, we'll get started. Um, his schedule, my schedule, it's been tough, but. I've been I've been a little uh, lenient about that because I've been canceling a lot. It's been a busy December. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll be doing that on Tuesday, and then as well, I want to talk about uh, how your 2022 went. I I think now is as much as I don't like and I don't believe in um, New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. I I, I think that we should be um, I think we should be checking back and. Um, and in on ourselves on a regular basis throughout the year and not just waiting until the end of some calendar year to be like, Oh wow, what a great year. No, I think that I, I hate the fact that actually that we have a, yeah, our calendar ends. You know what I mean? I hate that. Like we wait until the end of the year and it's like, okay, it's the end of the year. Let's all calm down. And then we'll reassess as we go into the next year. Like who, who came up with 12 months and why not 16 months? Why not 24 months? I know it has a lot to do with how many times we revolve around the sun and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but honestly, I hate it because like we end up, we write off the last month of the year and then the first month of the year is our big Kickstarter month. And then we never stick with it. Um, and it just becomes an excuse. Mm -hmm. But as much as I don't like it, um, a lot of people do use it as a, as a time for reflection. And I want you guys to look back while you're sitting around with your family and while you're got some time off work. Um, and I want you to reflect on how much time, you know, you spent on your goals. Did you do everything that you were supposed to do? Did you spend as much time with the people that you love? Did you do the things that were really, truly meaningful to you? Are you satisfied with your routine from 2022 is it time to change your routine is it time to you know develop new habits think about that stuff and we'll we'll dive into it a little bit deeper on tuesday after we do our draw um otherwise i hope you guys have a great new year's eve if you're if you're planning to party tomorrow or spend some time with the kids the fireworks and all that jazz mm -hmm. And uh, we will see you guys in 2023. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.